Today's show is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. CuffLinks.com, thank you so much for being with us this entire Game of Thrones season. Don't forget, everybody, Father's Day is coming up. Go to CuffLinks.com slash DVR. Use code DVR20 now. Get 20% off your order. There's amazing Father's Day ties, handkerchiefs, belts, so much awesome stuff you can get. Check out the awesome products from brands like Oxen Bull other brands like Marvel, DC, NFL, all the stuff that dad would love. It's all at cufflinks.com. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Welcome back to Podcast Winterfell for part two of Justin and I's discussion on season eight. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope everyone is enjoying listening to it. It was great making it. Just wanted to spread it out to give you all some breathing room. Know we've been dropping a lot of content, but here we go back into talking about episode four of season eight. All right. Last of the Starks directed again by David Nutter, written by Benny Off and Weiss, Dan and Dave. And this is when things start to happen. Here we go. The survivors mourn and burn the dead. Daenerys legitimizes Gendry, Arya declines Gendry's marriage proposal, Jaime and Brienne become lovers, and Daenerys wants Jon to conceal his true parentage. So this is really the build-up here to what our endgame. We're going to end off here, of course, with Masande's head being cut off and Danny storming away. This episode also features the killing of Rhaegal, which, by the way, I, I, this, the, I, I, again, I love that they ended this where the story continues because I just imagine that they went and they actually, like, somebody asked Bran, what are, should we just leave Rhaegal out there in the ocean? Like, do you think mm-hmm. they ever, do you think there's ever an expedition to go get the I, bones? I, I've included <laughs> two. No. Oh, Axel, I've included, first off, part of your original Kyburn thesis yeah. and exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, if you're, I'm not joking. Yeah, I, okay. I've drudged him out and he's being operated on by Kyburn. It's by far my most tinfoil. Um, but uh, I can get to that. Uh, but oh. yeah, that's, that's yeah, we're on the right track here. Either, oh. uh, you know, great minds think alike or fools rarely differ. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah. This this was to uh, me. Yeah, this is the aftermath episode. Yes, go ahead, go ahead, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I just got um, so you gotta we got all the pyres right, and they gotta burn the bodies. So I figure a, a way that Danny can burn the bodies is in a way that the Northerners might see as disrespectful, using the dragons. Oh, um, so you know this is kind of she does this, and, and this isn't a malicious like overtly malicious uh this is just you know kind of just because again she has lost so much and uh just uh, the northerners are not more or less um warm to her in in what i'm uh, pitching here they're just the same they're just you know they're not they're just not interested they're not hating her at this point but they're again they're still not loving her so just the fact that, you know, she again has lost so much. So, um, yeah, you see the loss of her troops and the, and the northerners, you know, are, are definitely getting priorities as far as like, uh, you know, 
the funeral rites go. Um, in in my case, I would have it so they would, especially since again I'm working within their constraints here um, with their time. I would have the North push the departure of Danny's troops uh, due to the lack lack of supplies, which is mentioned, uh, to get out of there sooner. Not have it rushed by Danny, but actually have them um, pose that she leaves. You know, almost right away. Uh, one, you know, because they don't want her there. I think that was made clear. Uh, they don't want her just to stay there. I mean, and uh, it would it would be a little bit more logical. That's not a big thing. Uh, one thing that I would have is little birds would be present, and they should have been present throughout here, uh, throughout all episodes with Kyburn and um, Varys. And I, and I would have liked for Varys to find out about John's parentage and have this information sent around, and have even maybe Kyburn find out about this, and also with Masande's capture, the reason that they keep this random translator is because when they're rounding up survivors, uh, they have information about how close Masande is. So Varys's, uh, you know, spy networking and all that has, you know, cost it, the life of Masande in a way as well, because it's kind of like, you know, a spy getting caught behind like enemy lines. Information's just more transferred, blah, blah, blah. If you get what I mean, you had little birds at work because all we do is we see the little birds, in the, in the episode in which Varys is killed the next episode we need to have that going that spy network uh you know going just like we uh, had with Littlefinger and Varys I think it's a lost opportunity and Varys just sat around to do one thing in one episode um so then you have the lack of supplies like I said um um okay let's see um John reveals the uh, true parentage to his family not because he's just John, he always tells the truth. That'll be there, but more for the reason of they keep arguing, you know, how foreign she is and how she's not one of them. And he brings up the point, like he does, you know, she's very much like us. You, you call me your brother, and I'm actually a Targaryen. Yeah. Uh, have it brought out in that way. Just find it to be more organic, but also, uh, you know, do you could think, be- Justin, is this where you think that the extra episode? to bring out what's eventually going to happen because the next episode is the bells. And we know what that episode is really all about because episodes five and six to me belong together. They're mirrors of each other. They have the little play, which is the sacrifice of Varys in the, in episode six, it's Danny, uh, the tragedies that unfold. But this episode to me, If I had to pick my least favorite episode of the season, it would be this episode, The Last of the Starks. And I think because you, the reasons that you're bringing up of the, of the kind of most of what you're talking about is basically bringing the Danny John stuff and that to a, to the forefront of what this season should have been all about right and it's yeah. here now that the white walkers are dead i can forgive it i can forgive it not being a focus the first 3 episodes if we did it that way but this is where i think um and i still really enjoyed this episode cuz there were so many great little scenes and again i'm i'm just I'm reminded of, I think that 
Regal being killed was magnificent. I think Danny was being arrogant. I don't buy this. She would have seen. She would have. No, she was. She was puffing her chest out. She was flying. They had a nice shot of her flying around the red keep showing off for Cersei, you know, Um, but they needed to build here. And uh, I see where a lot of what you're talking about really needed to happen here, you know? Even though I love the next two episodes as a piece, I do feel that this one kind of falls out of step uh, because look, you're right. The whole thing about Sansa finding out about John, right? And the parentage and then Tyrion and and Varys, it could have been so much deeper where we got more use of our characters, right? and, And it could have played into the decisions they've made the entire series, yeah, in the skill sets in which yes. they utilize, yes. um, you know, just showing the spy um, aspect of it, like you know the the espionage, the the information traveling. Uh, number one, her being pushed out of the north uh, quicker instead of the other way around would make her have you know arguably more animosity because you know she could blame Ragel's death uh, uh, on that very fact. You know, like because like you said, it's very true. She's puffing her chest out, yep. uh, so that again would give you more empathy yeah, we could for have Danny's ramp- situation. Good point, buddy. She's pushed out there. Um, John could have even also- said something. Imagine if John said something to her. Yes. You know, it, like it, you want to be queen so badly. You see, you're being arrogant now. It's overtaking you. Like, it wouldn't it have been great? I think with a little bit more time, I do, uh, I do see the aspect of having scenes where John really openly challenges her more or other people do. And she has to defend herself before she takes this great action. So it leads up to a continuing argument that's being had, right? Like, and she's proving it with this action. Yeah. And Tyrion, I mean, cause the situation would dictate that Tyrion should have been executed as well. If little birds are at play, meaning the, the spies, uh, this information, uh, first off, logic doesn't get thrown to the wind by them just figuring this translator that was there for some reason, um, you know, it, it wasn't that important. There's no way for Cersei to know that that, that Masande meant anything to her. Uh, uh, so that's not a big like sticking point for me. I just think that the spreading of this information could show Tyrion like playing the game a little bit too and picking up on what Varys is doing and not just having it happen within 15 minutes. It could also separate him from that decision. John stays in uh, true true to character by doing what's right but it's not just him again doing what's right because that's what's right it's him trying to you know he's telling him because he's trying to help danny but it ends yeah, up you know yeah. uh having an adverse effect um i do have sansa not telling jamie about cersei like a bitch because she does it like a bitch um and they just tend to make her a bitch and i hate that she's like i always wanted well your, i think your you know I, mean, I, I get that but it's like i, I hey, just look, i mean that's man, just this is the, but well look i mean i think that what you say there i don't i don't really i don't think it's fair to say that because what i mean i mean look you're right if they had had um say someone else there had said it had said a similar line like that. Like I'm trying to think someone else and was real dickish about it. Or like you're saying real bitchy about it. Because uh, Jamie I, makes his decision to not stick with Brienne for a external 
due to an external. Uh, I don't agree that. with that though. But, I don't. Well, agree no, no, with that. that's what I did a whole video on the yeah. other day. That's my take. I I don't believe that either. I believe that right. Jamie, like we do many times in our own lives, but this again is us. You know, doing I think it was more of a reaction of having sex with Brienne in a connection. That he remembered his connection to the one he re- truly is connected to. It's just like when you have sex with the first girl after your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend yeah. or whatever. You kind of miss them and then you feel weird about it. You that, will mistaking you know, companionship for – Unless you uh, don't miss you, you know, romance <laughs> and, uh, you know, how many times have we tried to fill voids, you know, through, uh, you know – other people in that way and yes. mistaken yes. uh not even in the sense of like they didn't feel the same way just a sense of like hey we actually were better i think off that that was messed it up yes. my thing is jamie should have shown that he wasn't happy with or he felt empty oh, still after because i i agree with you it should have switched because that's where people get really frustrated as well as this rapid turn from then he hears that Cersei is going yeah, to be but see, stormed I in, in I, King's Landing. I don't know. And he knew that was going to happen anyways, but yeah. there is something to say for I didn't have a hearing problem it. With but that. what I mean is just, it, it should have been a little slighter. Okay. I see. I just, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry, pal. I, I was losing you there for a little bit. Um, I just. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's not a huge sticking point for me. Yeah, I just, I, I didn't feel that was a quick turn by Jamie. I felt it was perfectly under. I, I actually, I had absolutely no problems with that at all. I thought that was perfectly written and completely understandable to me. And the, the Sansa part, it was a little bit of a turn. And I know some Sansa fans uh, didn't like that because it seemed like, like she was being petty. But I thought it was actually more like. Jamie is not a great guy. Like I keep on ha- saying this, and I I know that there's this big redemption story with him in this in the in the community, and I know people love certain characters that they can't let go of, but Jamie is a terrible person, and I know that he did some good things with Brienne, blah blah blah. Brienne loved him, but I still do not think Jamie was good, and I think that Sansa had very much of a right to be kind of a jerk to him. But um, it, that I have was a twenty-five minute strangely. video on it that I did last night. That, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. It's out. It's I know. Out right that's now. why I want to keep so, on talking yeah. about. It. Go watch yeah. Justin's video, and yeah. then we'll talk. We'll have to. We'll talk about that. But it's I think it's an interesting point. Though. Yeah, it is yeah. not a betrayal yeah. of it. he. Sh- he was always going to go back to Cersei. Yes. It's unrealistic for him yeah. to do anything else. I just think that having him motivated by internal uh, motivations rather than it seemingly be only the external takes away from it and makes people yeah. find it not as sincere that's my I, one I, comment on it also I, I like show that. Arya and hound actually on the road just don't you know say oh look oh, they're gonna do that thing I that we know. liked again and like oh they are yeah but we're not gonna show it I'm like that's the part we liked is when you showed it so, yeah, so. oh man sorry it exists, i went a little i i went, yeah, I, I went over, it exists uh, as a series and you know what that exists as a mini series in our head man Taking a little break from my talk with Justin to remind you to email us at podcastwinterfell at gmail.com. You could win an amazing pair of Targaryen cufflinks from cufflinks.com. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Check out the Targaryen cufflinks. Just put Targaryen up in that search box. And while you're at cufflinks.com, you're going to see all the awesome codes they have for you to save. You could also use code DVR20 to get 20% off your order today, no minimum, on an awesome Father's Day gift. So send us your favorite event, happening, scene, whatever, your favorite moment 
of the entire series of Game of Thrones, and you'll be entered to win. Targaryen cufflinks. That's right. We know Daenerys burned down King's Landing, but we still want to give you these cufflinks. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Let's move on to... I kind of want to talk about them together, though I know we're going to talk about them separately, but for me... Episode five, the bells, and then followed by the Iron Throne. Episode five, uh, both episodes written by Dan and Dave, as is more than half the season, and uh, the bells directed by Miguel Sapochnik, and uh, the Iron Throne directed by Dan and Dave. But let's talk about the bells, which is basically we have it's basically the fall of Varys. Danny Danny is cautioned by Tyrion. Danny basically kills everybody, and we get a bunch of battles. We get Clegane Bowl. We get Danny killing everyone. Arya. I mean, this was absolutely to me. This was the better battle than the battle at Winterfell. That's just the way I feel. It was more, I was not expecting this maybe. And that's why I was totally enraptured. Um, I just keep on thinking of Arya following through the streets of King's Landing, which we now know was built there on that stage in Belfast. Amazing. Um, All those scenes, Tyrion walking through the wall, where we get more of that, uh, the wall falling down, which was a great, kind of mirroring, right? That that wall, uh, how they burst through that, Danny burst through that wall just like the Night King did. And what happens, devastation follows, just another magical force taking over. I felt with these two episodes, Game of Thrones leapt to mythical heights that I was comfortable with. They became plays. They became a story of gods versus monsters completely. And for some that was unnerving for me, I felt it was the perfect way to end this series. And I was just enraptured by this episode. The sadness. I didn't want Danny to turn, but she did. And it was not seeing her, the choice of not seeing her face afterwards. And then again, the next time we see her is when she walks and the dragon wings are behind her in the Iron Throne. She's become the dragon. I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I'm not going to defend the Jamie Euron fight, though. Off, yeah. off to you. <laughs> boss, boss fight. Yeah, I thought that about was that was that, that was like that was the dad fight. That was dad fight. Right, like yeah, I just said, yeah, don't do the fucking stupid thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay, I agree in this in the sense of I, I didn't think we were going to get it, this battle to the extent that it did. I, I do think that you know to nitpick a little bit here, the CGI was uh, a little bit uh, faulty at, at points, and with how much they really focused on primarily the uh you know the spectacle in the season i don't know i mean i thought that there was one part when gray worm is coming through that looked really bad it looked like the 300 Mm -hmm. bad but the rest of it i thought was pretty awesome because a lot of it was practical 
Yes, very. I mean, it's very, very, very high quality overall. But uh, you know, it's just a little nitpick since I, you know a I, lot I, of it is, I think you're, is already if, suspending disbelief. If there was uh, one episode this season, you're right. It was this one that there was a little CGI fault there. I could agree yeah, with that. Yeah. So I got more of a fight between the Golden Company and the North uh, Forces. Just so you know, I like how Danny does burst through the wall. I just would have liked to see because I, I think I, I talked to you about this privately. This is what I it was reminiscent of what I hypothetically imagined happening when Aegon gets to King's Landing in the books. Uh, except for obviously the Golden Companies within. Uh, but it was, you know, a, a cool mm, yeah. experience. So I would have liked to see them just not get blown out of the water right away. Um, uh, also, you could... Um, Go ahead and have the, the Danny notice that we have Regal in the dragon pits hooked up to the same type of stuff that we saw the mountain hooked up to. Because like you said before about finding that maybe he's trying to turn this dragon and you can weaponize it. Uh, and this would be very disturbing to Danny. And it would be having the dead guy or the guy oh, that has dead guy skills, you know, like yeah. do use the dead guy skills. Oh, so you mean Kyber? They, yeah. they drag him out of the water. They bring him to the drag him to the dragon pits, and he's got all just you know, like the same the type of King. stuff we saw. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I and that sets her there. off. Oh, Justin, I freaking love that. That if she saw, if she like flew over, we got a shot of Kybert actually working on the dead dragon, and then she went even more bonkers. Like yeah, thinking all like, these tubes it's coming co- out and everything. Yeah, yeah, because you know what, dude? As some people have said, if they had done what they did in the in the uh, preview episode, uh, uh, right, where all the voices were flowing through her head, if they had somehow found a way to do that visually, and I wonder if they talked about it. You know, I wonder if the director brought to the writer said, look, this is the time we might have to break here and do this Uh, because they never did that. They never do that in this show Um, to visualize her internal struggle. Well, because they have a strict they have an almost they've done they've done few montages. Right. Mm -hmm. And they've done uh, mostly at the end of seasons, including the end of this at the end of this season. But. They have st- they have shied away from using flashback, any type of break in a straight narrative structure, and I think that that's just because they wanted to lend a purity and a realness and a directness to the telling of the story and not confuse people with what could already be confusing. Um, like say, for instance, that that brand might be manipulating time, which never happened. Um, except for Hodor, right? Um, but long story short, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm oh, with ahead. you on that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that, um, this would have been a time to do it because if we could have gotten your, what you're talking about though, Justin is things that could have helped that. I got one last thing on it. Uh, instead of having her circumvate, uh, the red keep it should be again a situation where she has to after dry uh flying by and seeing uh regal with all those tubes in him uh, it wouldn't be practical to have kyburn literally down there but we could doesn't matter uh she has to make the decision to wait just even if it's a moment you know five minutes for the people to get clear but as we see it's very jammed up for the red keep and she can see cersei but she just can't hold back because of her emotions have finally broke so she 
goes at her target because it doesn't make sense. The big problem with it, and it's still the the turn is not like it wasn't uh, warranted. It's just, you know, it was, it was a little bit harsh uh, in the fact that she's going around and, and not killing Cersei to just go kill the people is a little bit of a problem. What you want is you want her to have to make that decision. Like See, I, I, I understand that, but I got to stop you there because go I ahead. think I, I, I understand here. I think is where the, if they had done the stuff you had said before, you can, you can leave it alone. Do you see what I'm trying to say, Justin? Like, because I like that she killed everyone before going at Cersei. I like it. I think it shows that she had made the decision that she was taking down King's Landing. It wasn't, I I, I think that's like almost half stepping. You know what I mean? Like, I thought of things like that too. What happens if she had come around the Red Keep? And and she had blown a bunch of fire. It had fallen onto the city, started a fire, which she had then not extinguished, but then had kept fighting other people, like had kind of backed her way into it. And I want to say, I want to take the stand that I'm happy they didn't do that. I'm happy that she went balls out, that it wasn't, oh, she tried to do this and then, you know, it lit. no. She took off that from that perch, and it was a game over. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and it, but I uh, agree they could have done a better building it, like you're saying. Well, I, you know, all I'm opposing is that it's a, it's a matter of moments, and she just can't even withhold it. You know what I mean? It's still a, a, a vast, uh, you okay, know, change I see. I see in, in her, her behavior. Just and she continues to go and there. kill people after. And yeah. I'm just saying she's really going to want to kill well, Cersei just right away. That's her main target. So she kills the people after as well. But I well, definitely I get what you're saying. You, know, you don't want to. Ha- you don't want to half step. They've made the turn. Yes, totally valid argument. So, and I think that's yeah. the thing is that she didn't want to kill Cersei, right? Like to us, we were focused on Cersei, right? And so we had like mm-hmm. we had like Danny versus Cersei, but for Danny, it, Cersei was actually not really a part of it. She wanted, it became all of King's Landing, Westeros, the things you were talking about. Yeah. That Westeros against her, no one to trust, nowhere to turn. It was her against everything. So Cersei actually just became a little lady in a tower. She did order Masande's, you know. No, I agree. But that was, I agree. But I think that it was at that moment. She's moment. angry with society for yes. sure. For yes. sure. It's just, yeah. Yes. I mean, I just think that some people that, especially people that um, I've noticed, you know, definitely connected to, to her that, that had bipolar and other like, uh, you know, uh, conditions. And I think that they, See, they, I don't think she was mentally the, ill. I don't. No, see, I don't think. And that, yeah. and that's one of those things. It's like, what do they do? I don't they see that do they, owe, do they owe anything to that or not? I, you know, I I'm not do. all for this. Like, I'm not signaling or anything like that i'm just saying that i think that 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 just snap like that like and she just goes and kills people that's why so many people are frustrated um but i'm with you yeah i mean you don't half step it you know like especially if it would have been built up too so i'm I'm all the way with you brother yeah i guess i guess to me i still maintain that i just did never saw dan i always saw this in her and you know we could this is going to be the big argument forever about game of thrones and uh, I'm just going to, I mean, she's killed plenty of people before. I just don't think Danny had a real problem with killing people. And I don't think it really was that. I never, I don't, I think in the end what that lesson taught us was it was never as deep for her as we thought it was. 
they were all just steps to the iron throne for her, you know? Yeah. Um, but we can argue that, but let's continue. No, no, no. Cause we you. got uh, one, oh, episode- and one last little thing. Yeah. Arya decides not to uh, continue with the hound by his, you know, shooing her away but also because she does end up helping the people yeah but she's making the decision to go help the people make that decision within that moment she kind of just leaves because cersei's gonna die anyways is that how it's posed just simply see her have to make the decision between saving lives or at least trying to that's uh, our killing yeah that's it i think that that's an interesting point justin where it could have been well see to me i don't think she chooses to me she chooses not to because she doesn't want to be that person and and she's basically kind of yeah that's a different discussion but i see your point yeah. that I i'm think, with you on yeah. that but it could be conveyed better if you do see that, that would have been know? interesting and i think it would have for people that did have an issue with it right a lot of people mm-hmm. oh that was on her list oh my god i thought she was such a cold-hearted killer oh my god it's such a big turn for her i see that and i think that you're right if it had been framed like he had said go do something helpful then he doesn't even have to say you know, that. Or, he he can say all of his same yeah. lines. She just can see. You can see it visually that she looks over and sees people and then runs. And, oh, because she, she has to make a choice. She does. Yes, it I see. Anyways, yes. you know what I mean. Okay. This happens anyways. Yep. Just do it in the moment. We get Sink an actual like like profile, and in the yeah. distance, she sees the kid and the mom. That's a great point. Um, and again, so just no, hinted, yeah, that that is more of the driving force rather than oh, the bitch is going to die anyways, and I don't want to die. You know, yeah. that's all. And um. What uh, another thing is um, with this episode, just like the episode at Winterfell in our big battles, Arya is again our eyes on the street, our eyes of the battle. And really, Arya is kind of the star of the season. Um, yeah, and in the end, they have she gets right, right out on a white horse, a literal yeah. white and horse. Did, and then it's there's the next episode. I did not appreciate that. But no, I did find a lot of emotional. Uh, I, I had a lot of emotion evoked from me uh, through Aria, which I, I mean, yeah. go watch the people that are listening or watching this, uh, you know, and if you've watched me, you know, I, it was hashtag Aria shit is what I'd call it. So it's usually just the dumbest sh- fucking shit in the world. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that I was very uh, surprised and pleased with how she ended up turning out. All right. Well, let's end it up here, buddy. The Iron yep. Throne. We just, I just finished talking about this episode. We all did. So, Let's kind of talk more a little bit about what your notes are and then the season as a whole, because I think that I've spent about four hours talking about this episode, but I loved it. I thought it was like a play. Um, I mean, basically, when Danny dies, it's all epilogue from there. So I want to hear what you have to say, because everyone's heard what I had to say. No, I'm interested. Well, I mean... I get what you're saying too, that it becomes more like a play, but it, I, I do question if that's a rational, not, not that you're being, well, I did say, uh, <laughs> not that it's rational, not that you're being irrational, but, but by the very, yes, no, I, I get the sentiment of that, but I, I find it's a little bit like, that is where it's a little bit just like giving them a break. You know what I mean? I um, don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm being quite a listen. I know. I know you're being honest. I, I just think you're yes. being too kind. I know it. that <laughs> I have a reputation. Listen, I know I have a reputation of being a nice guy. And I know I have a reputation of giving credence to an overall show based on production and stuff and not the right and not really criticizing the writing of, you know, giving people a pass on the writing, especially with this show and with others. Maybe you're right. Okay. 
But well, no, no, it's not about being and right. May, and maybe and and I know that I know you're sincere yeah, about it. And and I just no, I, I see your point, Justin, and that's why I, I'm interested in talking with you about this season. But I want to hear from you. Let me maybe let me hear you talk a little bit and remind me of some of the things you thought didn't work or could have been done better. And maybe I'll find myself agreeing. Yeah. Um, okay. So show again, Danny observing uh, Regal in the pits and how grotesque uh, it is, uh, how, how Regal has been handled. Um, Tyrion should be um, after he throws the hand of the cane uh, pin, it, that should be him carried off to an execution right away. This would hasten um, John's actual reasoning for going in for the kill. Yeah. Um, So that's because it, John goes in and kills so quick and he's convinced by Tyrion to do it. If Tyrion's being hauled away, that's going to set John into action and it'll be more, at least more logical Uh, to be fair. uh, I I think this episode is hot garbage, Um, but that's just my opinion. (laughs) And and I love acting. And I love you know. That's I, okay, I do not pal. Ever, I do not ever. I do not ever say somebody is like uh, whatever less intelligent or dude. It's a TV uh, show. Like it's ignorant okay. for not liking yeah. something. I like. I you didn't like the television show. I like or didn't like. It's uh, fine. But, we're not yeah. on Twitter. We're 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 yeah. humans. Tyrion is uh, just being hauled off right away because I mean we have we saw that with Ferris. So you know I don't understand why it would be any different. Uh, what he's done is you know. First off, he was a part of the Varys thing. I mean, he uh, had been warned. And, you know, too. it's justified. Yeah, it, it, it's not out of the realm of possibilities here that she's going to kill somebody. So uh, let's ha- let her have her Nuremberg, um, and uh, then she, you know, can be taking Tyrion off for execution. This makes John have to go with some of his men because I would like uh, there to be a a standoff between the Unsullied and the northerners that showcases how they do have strength over him because we don't see him surrender himself. We know that he's being kept uh, captive and there are soldiers that are mentioned in the, the great council uh, of just literally everybody that's like a family (laughs) member of John or like that is terrible. But he's gray worm running the whole thing. So whatever. So I would have John do again, the honorable thing and, and tell his men to stand down. Uh, and go so at least that just you know clears that up a little bit um so you have him as prisoner you know that the north is not happy sansa goes back she does the same threatening bran is you know yeah bran is literally capable of doing everything or nothing we have no proof either way but a lack of proof doesn't prove uh you know, uh, that something exists and vice versa. So it's just, it's, it's kind of poorly handled, but I don't have a lot of notes on this other than I wouldn't have Bran uh, showcase motivation, especially motivation that's in contradiction uh, with his motivations from the season before. Where you he mean claims when he, he said, do you mean when he said, why do you think I came down here? Yes. No, I mean, that's, that was that's, a bad line. I have to admit, Justin, I found that line that line annoyed me. And when I rewatched, it annoyed me again. And the reason why it annoyed me is because it it is maybe a nod to the audience and maybe a nod to like the Reddit tinfoil brand mm-hmm. plan, this whole thing. He manipulated everything to be king. And this is this whole battle was actually between the three-eyed raven spirit and and the Night King spirit or whatever, and now the Three-Eyed Raven or the spirit of the Werewood now owns Westeros. 
which would be terrifying to the people because he is essentially Blood Raven. Blood Raven was Hand of the King. Uh, Blood Raven was sent to the wall. Uh, if you read any of the Duncan Egg uh, novellas, you will see how much the people uh, hated Blood Raven because of the green sight. They would be absolutely fucking terrified. This is not only the story that Bran himself can't tell. So it's definitely not. I love the power. You know me. I love that whole narrative of uh, how powerful stories are because they are. Yeah. Uh, but he his story cannot be. I, I did a video I on this yeah. as well. It's a paradox king. It's not a story he can even. He, he tells people he's the three eyed crow. And they're like, what the fuck's that? He's like, it's hard to explain. Tyrion's like, it's the best story ever. But he can't do that because he's running it from hand. I don't. Yeah, I. Um, and now, you know, it just came out today. And I'm not again. I'm never a fan of press quotes or anything having been a journalist i know and i also know that actors and direct people just say shit and then it becomes a thing but whatever supposedly the actor said that dan and dave told him that the only two things that george r, r. martin told them about bran is the hodor thing and that bran will be king in the books too yes and um that. whether or not that happens it doesn't matter because there's different reasons and they're different stories. And there's, you know, you could have an argument, whichever you could do a whole, I'm sure there'll be a million whole live stream and podcasts about it. But, oh, yeah. um, I've come to kind of see that maybe brand wouldn't, it kind of works for the story. He's not my choice to be King, but it works for the story. But I didn't like that line. Yeah, so, the sentiment of it, I, and I did that Paradox King video, and that's what I mean by it. It's a paradox because the, it's it's symbolic of the people because he is literally omniscient. He can you know, view through anybody's eyes. So it is essentially the people coming into power. But then that line is, is it directs it towards he's got like malicious uh, intent. He's devious, and it's in direct uh, contradiction with him saying he can't be lord of winterfell he can't be lord of anything and yes people i know that lord is not king uh but that he is turning down power in general and he's doing it on the basis that he's not bran stark that he is nobody so the way i would have sold this if you got a pitch you have to pitch him which they do because evidently and and it will be different in the books because that's what people the books are books books are different than television that's a fact Look it up in a fucking book. I'm sick of uh, hearing people talk yeah. about it that way. But the thing is, sell it on learning from history. Wait a second. If that's, they looked it up in a book, they'd have to read a book and they'd know what a book was already, Justin. That's and then a they tell you the book's better than the show. If there's a, you that's know what a I mean? time uh, paradox. But I so, get, buddy, yeah. I get your point. That's it. Um, on that. And I, I also have a representation of the seven kingdoms at the seven kingdoms. Um, I know. also, th- I also want to say one thing while we're, uh, while we're here. What happened to Essos? The uh, one th- a- when I thought about this later in the finale, Danny did all that work over there. What is Dario going to keep it together? I think Slavers Bay is just going to revert to Slavers Bay again. The dragons aren't there fuck to threaten. The people of, uh, yeah, and fuck so <laughs> what is the Unsullied going to go over there and continue? They're going to Noth. Yeah, you know, Which I'm renowned for their uh, butterfly plague. There, okay, uh, so, I heard about this. Um, yeah. But anyway, just a, cu- a few things. I can see the points there. I have to say that looking uh, just back, let's kind of wrap it up a little bit talking about this episode in reference to the whole season. Absolutely. Which is that I agree with you, Justin. I like the little touches that you added just to strengthen the main turn. 
to str- yeah, it, because that is what this season is about, isn't it? The season really is not about the White Walkers. The season is about the Danny and John thing, and what Danny does, and what's gonna ha- what happens when we look back on it. And I like that they dispensed with the White Walkers, even though I definitely we could have. I mean, I can't believe it took me this long to say I would have liked more mythology, but I admit it, I would have. I would have loved a, I would have loved a Night King's Abiturno. Lost fans will know what I mean. I would have liked to seen more of more of Bran's abilities play into him being king. You know, I would have liked to seen uh, uh, evidence that Bran changed time or that all of that stuff was had more meaning. But it had enough meaning, though. It wasn't worthless. I can't agree with people who say they brought up the White Walkers for all that time and that's all they got. Well, they you got a huge battle and they lost. They lost. They're a binding force. The function yeah. of the White Walkers are not. Uh, and they did. They have your, again, it's a uh, the tragic backstory. Uh, and that's and what most villains just, get yes, is a exactly. tragic backstory. Uh, tragic. It is in no way... Um, you know, you have to be careful uh, what you wish for. And everybody needs to stick to how we sell this show on what it subverts tropes. It's so gritty. It's realistic. There's no heroes. There's no good or bad. But then, oh, why didn't our hero that doesn't exist kill the bad guy that doesn't supposedly exist? Remember how we sold this show and how yeah. we talk about it. And I we agree. complain about a lot of the things in which we are the very basis of what we pose this show as. For, I you know, totally agree with you, Justin. It. Isn't that life, pal? Isn't that life? Yep. Um, Isn't that life? About intelligence, it always comes too late. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, Hindsight is twenty forty, or yeah, that's what my doctor told me. At least I'm old. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm with you. It wasn't thrown (laughs) down the drain the way in which they achieved it wasn't great. I uh, but yeah, I have to agree. And I and I like what you did there, building it up. I I think that this was a fun season of television. I do not slight those who are disappointed that the show did not maintain its its kind of depth as the, that's the general way I'll put it. I don't slight you and I see where you're coming from. It's just that I guess I already fought that battle and I moved on. I'm not one to hold a grudge and I'm not one to hammer my head against a wall when someone has told me already and I clearly understand it is a wall and I'm hurting my head. There's no Mm. point. I understood three years ago that this show was going to end and I understood that it was going to be somewhat condensed in the way that we saw it. So I adapted my perception to what we got. I am a person who tries to practice non-attachment and also to see the world as it is rather than to spend time kind of complaining about what it could be, which is not what I think we did on this podcast. What I think you did, Justin, is you provide you provided me an alternative look into something that would have bolstered storylines and it showed and that illuminated to me why those storylines we're weak. I have to agree with you. At the end of this podcast, I have to say, I agree with you, Justin. I think that the even these little touches. Well, I appreciate that, and I, I do want to make know? it again clear. I did that in forty minutes. I don't think that's the ultimate. But it was. Uh, you but know, it was uh, that light touch that added to it, though, buddy. Because I think when you go sometimes too in deep, right? 
not in Deep Geek because we love him. But when you go too mm-hmm. deep, you you lose the forest for the trees, right? And I think that if I'm, I probably use that of wrong. Shame. Well, everybody me. uses that wrong. Yeah, it's. I looked it up <laughs> I know, it's recently wrong. because it's I very, use it wrong as well. So I'm like, weird. why the fuck can't I see that? I can see the trees better. You it, son of a bitch. Yes. Uh, no. I. Yeah. But I anyway, the point being that, um, you. It, it went with your heart and that's what comes first. And we all love the story. And for me, I was able to love the story because I had a different expectation as you've illuminated. And I was concentrating more on the production, the sound, the, the elements that bring it all together. The acting I had already, like I said, and I don't, it doesn't slight game of Thrones guys. I never had the same connection to Game of Thrones that I do to a show like Better Call Saul. To me, Better Call Saul speaks to my my direct experience as a human being. And Game of Thrones is a fantasy show where I can sympathize and empathize with the characters, but they've always been kind of mythological to me. So when the show took a mythological bend and the storytelling took took more of a play-like almost religious overtones to it. I accepted it. It was okay with me. So that's kind of where I'm at. I yeah, love the it, season. It, and I definitely, uh, I, I don't like the, the toxic, uh, fandom right now. And I don't like videos and podcasts are just crapping on it because anybody can point and say something's bad. I, I like to story craft than I like to do. I, I don't think I can do it better. There's so many different aspects they have to be thinking about. I don't think they're the greatest, but I also don't think that, you know, it, it's right to sit around and say, oh my God, any fan fiction is better than this because that's basically fan fiction itself. Uh, it, it's poorly plotted out and it is what it is, but there, you know, you want to have uh, discourse that, that brings up, you know, aspects that are enjoyable and also, you know, uh, are because um, it, it's a, it's a broader sense of truth than, than like a better, call Saul in the, in the sense of better call yeah. Saul speaks to like us directly. Cause it's very grounded in our world and uh, in our time, yeah, you know, uh, this is a broader like, sense of truth, you yeah. know? So it's just more in general. I get what you're saying. So, you know, that's it, why, you but, the, be, but you understand that's why I could kind of roll with it, Justin, right? Like mm-hmm. that's why I could roll with this story becoming more of itself to me, to me, game of Thrones became more of itself. Whereas to a lot of people, Maybe it became less of itself. They wanted it to become more like a show like that, where it never hit me like that. Not that the characters didn't mean anything to me. Not that I wasn't enthralled or cried or laughed. I I did, but it just allowed me to see Cersei as an evil villain and Danny taking this heel turn. It was, it was just okay. It, it worked for me because I kind of see them not as real people. And maybe that I, suffered. Maybe that's what some people are saying. Well, Axel, then the show you, you didn't get as much as you could have out of it, but I don't know if I feel that way. Who are they to say that's, that's ridiculous. To, to I know, say but I, nobody said that to me, but I'm just saying, you know, I was yeah, what you're talking about is say. that, you know, it subverted <laughs> the expectation of yeah. high fantasy to all of us. Uh, you took that subversion as it was, cause it really just put it in the background and it came to the foreground when yeah. it, when it came to ending yeah. it. And it kind of, that's what happens when you have magical characters like brand. That's why I, I 
you know, I, I couldn't imagine ever evoking that in one of my prime stories. Uh, but because it's just like, where are the stakes now? You know, then we have these questions of did Brand do everything or did he do nothing? Stuff like that. But uh, yeah, hedging your expectations, not letting it affect your life in this way that people evidently have you know, it's not a healthy way to depend on happiness uh, from any outside source, much less a television series. Uh, of course, it brings us much joy and lets us get. Well, it brings together, a community like you know. we get together and meet different exactly. people. Uh, but you want to continue to have uh, yeah, the, the talks, the discourse. Yeah. Oh, I'm the, sorry. You're the, breaking the ideas up. and ideals. Oh, I didn't mean to speak over you there. You were just no. It's storming here, so yeah, we should. Yeah, that's oh, what's it's on. stormy weather. Um, so oh, that's right. Actually, is, uh, Justin, are you yeah, getting like tons of like tor- tornado warnings and everything? Uh, I don't know. I, I my, that was probably what that phone was all about. But a oh, tornado okay. wouldn't be able to kill me. Okay, so, good. Uh, oh man, when I lived in North Carolina, I was so scared of tornadoes, dude. They, it totally worked on me. They just put it on the bottom of the screen like every 15 seconds. Like if there's a tornado 100 miles away, they would put, there's a tornado, watch out. You know, and, and everyone who gets scared. Anyway. That'd be the biggest mistake that tornado ever fucking made. <laughs> I, bet I was in a tornado. I was uh, in inside a trailer uh, when I was a little kid. So oh my in God. Michigan. I saw a tornado in my backyard in North Carolina. The sky turned green and blue and I freaked out and then it just died. It was just like a little type. It, it like, you know what I mean? It like worked itself, which is, I think what happens most of the time. But uh, anyway, listen, Justin, this has been a fantastic discussion. Um, It's been illuminating to me. This whole season has been fun. I have been sad to see the kind of toxic nature of some of the fandom. And that's just people. Um, I think it'll die down, you know, trust me, all these people will be back for the prequel and whatever, and they'll be reading books and we'll be reading books and we'll be continuing. But DJ Tim Hines is going to do a season ending um, wrap up on the round table on Monday. And we're going to have, I think, AU Pack Mule. I hope Gina and Jim are going to come back. We'll see who else comes back for that. I know you're going to still be putting out you're going to still be putting out some GOT content. Yeah, segue from Age of Heroes, uh the prequel that you're speaking of. Yeah, what I have on screen right here uh and I, I guess you could probably put the link in the podcast if you want is uh the PayPal pool. Uh and that's it all goes towards the uh, hotel and travel costs uh to get the Music City in Nashville. It's uh, just over a month away I'll be on the panel discussing uh the Age of Heroes again with Quinn from Ideas of Ice and Fire. Food Sauter from the Disputed Lands, Robert from Indie Geek, and we'll be uh, discussing the prequels there. And, uh, you know, um, we're at 10% of the goal right now, and everything uh, helps and it's much appreciated. And, uh, you know, uh, support creativity. And if you do uh, donate, there's a little message box. So look over, uh, if you're watching this on the video, you'll see the website, but you can go, uh, and I'll give you this link as well, to the Con of Thrones website. And what uh, you can do is go look up panels and see, uh, you know, who's going to be doing what. And there's like Robert's on like six of them, you know. So if you donate, just put in, hey, Justin, I'd like to see uh, maybe this panel with Aziz and Robert and Tony Teflon talking about uh, like, uh, uh, you know, Token versus George R. R. Martin or, or whatever panel they may be doing. They're on a million. So I am 
my panel is on a Sunday at like two o'clock. So you can see when I am occupied and when I'm not. And uh, if you donate, I would like to share the experience with you. I'll be vlogging. So get ready for Justin Thomas vlogs, top shelf vlogs. Um, but yeah, I can go through that and uh, give you as much access. Uh, if, you, if you help me I out, love I love it. Definitely um, try to do everything I can to give you the best experience as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on, Axel. I also put the cufflinks.com on there you, because cufflinks.com is the shit. Yeah, and I do need are. to get some ties because I plan on rocking hey, Justin, some can I fandom ask you, ties. Um, are they, are, have, the, this just perplexes me to no end that it is 2020 and these cons are not live streaming every single panel. Mm-hmm. that's there on YouTube. Now I know that they had a problem with the last con cause there was like poor internet or something, but are they at least recording these? Like how do you not hire an AV and a film people to just record everything and put it up on YouTube or make a podcast out of all of the panels? I want to hear, is this going to be available? Do you know? Well, this will be my first con and, uh, you know, uh, for the panel I'm on, uh, I don't know if they are any, if anybody's officially recording it, you can find some, but you're right. There's no like official, it doesn't make uh, any sense to me. I don't Yeah, videographer or, uh, you know, there's do, no production. F- yeah. yeah that doesn't that. make, it's crazy to me too. Um, they should get something like that going. We're uh, all I, sitting I def- here on video. Everybody has a camera now. Get, get, send out an email. If like I was still the doing, people there video- are YouTubers. Or I know, dude, if I was still doing video, I mean, I actually tried to sell one of these cons on this like two or three years ago when I was still actually I think it was before I moved here and I was like we'll come out and we'll shoot every single one if we're not Mm -hmm. there we'll put cameras we'll mic everything you'll have a professional DVD with every single panel plus you can put it all on YouTube and create audio podcasts out of all of it put ads in it you'll get extra income from it there's a yeah. I mean, well, whatever. I'm tr- I'm trying to sell it. No, to no, I'm, I'm with it. No, it, I mean, it's uh, a big deal putting together. Con, the con, so, uh, so you know, that's something to definitely look into because I, yeah. it would be advantageous. They could have their own uh, figure it know, out, YouTube Justin. Channel. So yeah, I I'm just I'm I'm very honored to be asked <laughs> to, to be there, and uh, I will uh, I will you know do the um, the the swindling later. Do it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> no, I'm going to conclude. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a valid point. It's just this will be my first one, so I'm not sure. I and works. also I should say. It's a whole hell of a lot of work to put these things together. So I mean, no offense to anyone yeah. working on the con or and I because I know some of those people and I have reached out to them before and I know of sometimes they're just like a nonprofit organization trying to put things together or it's not that many people. And also whenever you get 100, 200, 300 people coming to something, there's so many logistical elements of even safety and travel and all that kind of stuff. You've got that, Nicola Waldai-Costa there. Oh, you got yeah, Jamie Lannis. So you be, this is this is Music City Nashville. I mean, this will be my first time there, but I mean, this is a big ass uh, wow, convention that's uh, center. Awesome. You know, so yeah, it's a lot of the people from Watchers are primarily the the um, good for that, them. Well, I yeah, hope so everyone has you, a great time yeah, at that, and I'm I gonna, hope they do too. I'm going to put. I'm, the, I'm, I'm happy to be on the prequel panel. I would gladly do anything else as well, but the prequel panel's got me pumped. Dude, I'm sure once you're there, people are going to drop off a panel and you can jump on, just keep your nose onto the, uh, onto the grind or whatever the hell they say, but I'm I'm going to put that forward to meeting some of these fine people face to face. Yeah, that's Uh, cool. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. So everybody gets to see it on the pod side, Justin, this has been a great podcast. This has been a lot of fun this season where our, our coverage is winding down. DJ is going to do that. 
We're going to do a season, uh, I mean, a series look back, but I think we're going to wait a while for that because I might do a rewatch and I just did a rewatch and I kind of did that with the rewatch. It's like doing the same thing at the end. So I think we can let some time go by, but we're going to, of course, be doing tons of other stuff. Uh, I wanted to just remind everyone again, go check out Resisting Gilead, which is Gina's new podcast about uh, Handmaid's Tale. And Jenny and I are going to be covering Big Little Lies. You can subscribe to our Big Little Lies feed. That's up on everywhere now. I think I got an intro cast. We're just going to keep rocking it. We're going to have Justin come on a daily DVR. We're going to keep on talking about TV. Just going to have a lot of fun. So this was great, man. I mean, it was fun to look back at the season. We had disagreements, but at least we had a fun time covering it. Right, buddy? Absolutely. Uh, In Deadwood tonight for all uh, deadheads out there, which is something that I made up that I'm sure it wasn't really mine. Um, (laughs) Feature uh, film that HBO uh, produced will be out. Uh, It's a continuation. Ten years uh, takes place 10 years after season three, the final season um, ended. So uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. So, yeah, Westworld, everything that's coming up, baby. I'm going to take a I'm I'm stealing baby from you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, brother. It's been a blast. And let's hope this tornado doesn't make the rump fucking turn because it's going to be fucking sorry. I hope not, too. I'm I'm going to save Deadwood till I do a rewatch. I'm actually going to tuck that away and over the summer do a rewatch and get back to Deadwood. But thank you, Justin. Thanks everyone for listening and watching. Justin, do you want to do the goodbye? Cause we're on the YouTube side. Uh, yeah, just make sure to subscribe and check me out on Patreon. A small amount from you that will hopefully be very noticeable, which makes a huge difference for me. And again, the PayPal pool is uh, the best way to um, help me with the kind of Thrones because it's, that's something that's coming up real soon and uh has kind of you know just been thrust upon me i'm very honored to be asked but again uh it's you know something that is costly so it does help and if you help me i will help you experience it as well and yeah make sure to subscribe and keep listening to axel and every single i mean <laughs> the numerous great podcasts that you're on uh so the dvr network is you're literally the only person that uses network properly um yeah because you literally have a network of podcasts or i i had the focalizer network it it had half a podcast on it so um yeah thanks uh so much for having me and uh yeah look forward to it man we'll do some westworld real soon as well all right baby peace